Welcome to the Person Partner Parent Podcast. We're all about pursuing a life where you can be a great parent, enjoy a loving relationship, and chase your own dreams. It's not necessarily about equal balance, but shifting with change and challenges that come before us. It's about discerning what matters and what we need to focus on. I am your host, Nancy Elizabeth. I'm a mom of two small humans and one fur baby. I'm a partner of 15 years and wife of nine. I'm an engineer who didn't want the corporate world, but armed with a love of research, I became a self-improvement enthusiast who has a burning desire to experience life in its fullest. Now I'm ready to take what I've learned, bring in the experts, and help us all figure it out. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Person Partner Parent Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about magic, holiday magic. As parents, we want to create that feeling of magic for our kids, for ourselves, through elaborate decorations, meals, activities, booking elaborate Christmas experiences. Not that those are bad. They're not. But has anyone ever spent like a ton of money, maybe even traveled and booked a hotel, bought these tickets months in advance, this really special show or experience or train of a certain type, if you know what I'm talking about, just to have the kids melt down or not react the way you hoped where, oh my gosh, mom and dad, this is the most memorable, memorable, magical moment ever. Thank you. Oh my goodness. That all this hard work didn't create this magic moment that you were hoping for. Then we get frustrated or angry in the evening and our feelings around it descend from there. The truth is what we need to create these indelible memories is so much more simple. Think back. When you were a kid, what made holidays special for you? What made this season special for you? When it comes to your favorite memory, what really is that memory? What was happening? What were you doing? Who was with you? What comes to mind? Or what often is the thing that can bring you back so quick every year? You go, oh yeah, remember we used to? Or, oh, I remember that Christmases we used to do this. Just curious, did you think of a smell? Did you think of a taste? Science has begun to prove this, and it's really cool. I I think everything with science is cool because that's who I am. But they've began to show how our senses and our memory retention are linked. I've linked a bunch of articles in the show notes if you want to go and if you want to nerd out with me. Scent is by far the strongest. (sighs) The smell of pie, of cookies, cocoa, coffee your favorite meal, whatever it is, the pine tree. Taste being closely related to scent 
comes in second, comes close, all those special foods that we only get once a year. Touch pretty much ranks in the middle. I mean, it's there. A cozy blanket, cold, fresh snow, or a warm fire. Sound, officially by science, says not so much. I would personally beg to disagree. I can hear a song and it can take me immediately back to a time in my life. But I think maybe that's where the specificity kind of leaves it out of the ranking because instead of a specific memory, it brings me back to a period in time. Like I can remember what it was like to be an eighth grader. I can remember what it was like to be in high school when I was a little kid and like listening to cassettes and the car on road trips. Like I can almost name <laughs> Billy Joel, River of Dreams, Celine Dion. Oh, I don't remember the name of the album. There's an Amy Grant album, Twilla Paris, like old school Christian, contemporary, contemporary Christian. Those were like the four cassettes on heavy rotation in my mom's car. So I think that's where they don't get the ranking scientifically is that it doesn't connect to specific memories. But I think music is a powerful tool to bring us back to different times in our life. What it felt like, what life was like. And then there's sight. It's at the bottom of the list. Our sight pretty much fails us when it comes to memory retention. But what this means for us as the makers of the atmosphere to create memories is that the factors of a magical memory are a food or a scent, a song, music. But beyond that is time. Allow the events to unfold, less schedules. With kids, it's important to be attuned to a child or family needs. Allow for sleep, snacks, processing, transitions. Transitions are hard on our youngest ones. And during the holidays, we tend to just go. Don't overwhelm the child or set yourself up for a cranky day in effort to make the perfect day. You're better off taking it slow and doing less. And then you, fully present you. That's all they want. In our busy lives, I fall guilty all the time is that I just want to check things off the box. Oh, we had this experience. Apple orchard, check. Pumpkin farm, check. You know, going to look at the leaves if you have any, check. Drinking apple cider, check. And so I tend to like rush through activities and I'm either getting through them quickly just to be done or I'm completely absorbed in taking really cute photos to quote unquote make the memory to really enjoy it and be present in it. Is anyone guilty of just rushing in and doing the gingerbread house so it looks a bit cuter and you get done and you don't make a mess? Or maybe you do make a mess, but you still rush through it to get to the next thing. I challenge us to see that the magic is in the messy middle of the experience. Why does it even matter? Why do we need traditions? Do we need traditions? Is it all just silly? Again. Science can actually argue that. The next crop of articles and papers in the show notes are from journals in psychology, child development, to anthropology. The role of family routines, rituals, and traditions is so much more powerful than I think we realize. Traditions and routines, they create grounding in our lives. They connect us to our family and to our culture. 
they connect us to the greater world. They give us a sense of our place in the worldly community. They pull us out of daily routines. We have intentional time together. They call it time outside of time, where year after year after year, you have these consistent memories where it almost doesn't matter what was happening that year or what else was going on. That these holidays and these special moments are a step back. A step of something special apart from all of that. It serves to build family bonds, create a sense of belonging, building that family culture. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, and it doesn't have to cost anything. It can look like so many different things. The big stuff you always think about, right? Caroling, volunteering, religious ceremonies, concerts. I do a lot of lists in these episodes, don't I? Parties, cards for neighbors and friends, festival of lights, a solstice celebration, a Hanukkah tradition, turkey trots, baking cookies, making tamales, making lasagna, all that big stuff. That all counts. But it can also be a winter hike hot cocoa, and driving around in your car to look at the neighbor's lights. Checking out a local display, a tree farm. Having matching outfits one night. Having pancakes that look like snowmen. I have friends who walk the beach after holiday meals. I think that's so cool. It's very Californian. I like something called a wonder night. You just sit around and listen to music and absorb the wonder of the season where you just admire the tree, where you read a classic story. Think about these ideas I just listed. What elements do they hold? Music, food, time together. I hope this gives you encouragement that even if your budget is tight and and gifts are not plentiful, or maybe they are, but you choose not to make them the focus, or if you are seeking further meaning regardless, Or you're just too tired to do it all. Or to do any of it. Or if you're missing your family this year. And you're wondering if the holidays can still hold magic. They can. When I was a little girl, my dad would always tell us to go find the holiday magic. We'd be like, Dad, what what are you talking about? When we were obviously a little older and sarcastic. (laughs) But we would lie underneath the Christmas tree and look up through the branches. A Christmas tree looks so different from underneath. You could see the light and the colors dancing through the branches. The ornaments looked completely different. I don't know. It felt like being in one of those Christmas movies. Now, this wasn't the perfect tradition. Uh, Once or twice, my cousin got a pine needle in the eye, and that didn't go over well. But it didn't cost anything, and it only takes a moment. But clearly it made a mark on me, and I remember it as magic. I also remember being on the school bus. We lived in a really rural area, and so my school bus rides were 45 minutes each way. And there weren't a ton of kids, because again, we were out in the country, maybe 20 of us total. So you got to spread out, and our bus driver... She would decorate the whole bus. The windows, she would hang these like foil-wrapped presents and stuff from the ceiling of the bus and garlands and you just name it. The bus was covered in decorations. 
And we were lucky enough to have a lot of snow and we're driving through farms and the snow was fresh and pretty. The trees and the stone walls. And back then I had a Walkman and I probably had my mom's Amy Grant Christmas CD or I think I had the soundtrack to um, Charlie Brown. But I would just listen to music and lean my head on the window and just get lost in my thoughts. And that to me was such magic. I still seek to recapture that now as an adult because I don't think I take time to be that still. I don't think I take time to just be as an adult. My husband's family has a fun gift game that they play on Christmas where they buy all these different little Christmas gifts, like $5 things, like gloves to wash dishes in and a silly napkin holder or some kind of hand lotion or just random things, maybe a scratch card or stuff. So they have all these gifts and they're all wrapped and they put them in the middle. So before taking too long, it's kind of like the the games you play, White Elephant, they have different names for it. But anyway, you roll dice and you get to pick a gift if you get a seven, but you don't unwrap it. You don't unwrap anything until the end. But you do this for so many minutes and then you steal for so many minutes and people get so competitive stealing gifts. I never grew up in a family that could fit around a table. Our Christmases were always 30 to 60 people deep. So this was fascinating and different for me. And it's a tradition they love. I don't know if anyone actually keeps the gifts year after year. There's a lot of repeats and the bows have been going for, I think, decades. I've been in the family for over a decade, but they love it. And it's something we're definitely going to continue. Instead of having a big meal on Christmas Eve, they do appetizers. They go to their church service and then they come home and they have a fancy appetizer dinner. And I think that's so cool. What a great light fun, festive way to celebrate Christmas Eve. So we've incorporated that. My family, my memory of food is Christmas morning, pop in fresh cinnamon rolls. Not gourmet, not healthy either, but it's fine. Like we loved those. That was so special. Like you could just smell the, you know, the ones that come in the tube and you got to peel the paper and they pop. We loved those. Like that was holiday mornings was coffee for my parents and cinnamon rolls. Looking back as a parent, I realized that they had just been up late setting up Christmas morning. They had a long day ahead, getting us all ready, dressed up, cooking, church, then traveling to go see family, two kids on way too much sugar Seriously, they just wanted to not cook breakfast. Like they just wanted something super easy. But who knew it would become like this special memory for us. I mean, they weren't gourmet bakery cinnamon rolls. They weren't a very special brand. I know there's even frozen, there's different brands out there. But no, they were like the most basic, affordable thing that must have cost them like a dollar, if even that. And we loved it. We still love it. It doesn't have to cost a lot. It just has to be done with love and consistency. Cookies with mom is a big tradition. My mom loves sugar cookies in all sorts of shapes and sizes. And I think what we loved about it is that she wasn't particular. Like she just made every color icing and let us go to town. We did wacky purple reindeer and striped snowmen. I mean, we just went nuts and she let us and we loved it. It was the greatest. We would invite different cousins and family members in. (laughs) 
this year we've booked a date with Nana. So my kids are going to be baking cookies with her via Zoom uh, on Saturday before Christmas because we got to keep that tradition going. And lucky for Nana, she doesn't have to do any cleanup. (laughs) I get all that. You know, I want to share, there was a time growing up when we didn't have a lot of money. Mom, Dad, forgive me for sharing this, um, but it's our truth and it's nothing to fault you. I had no idea until I was much older. But apparently things were pretty tight um, due to a few complicated circumstances. But my parents created so much holiday magic. We didn't know or care. Our values, our hope, our joy in Christmas was not rooted in the gifts beneath our tree. And true, we had less gifts beneath our tree than our friends at school and some of our family. And yeah, you know, we would go to school and kind of get teased and things and that hurt. We realized it at some point. But when we were home, when we thought about the holiday overall, there was no lack of magic or memories. And I 100% credit my parents for that for keeping the emphasis on love. Friends, there's a lot we can't control right now. But we do get to control our homes. What things feel like, what's talked about, how we talk about things, what we value, how we cope, how we're honest when it's hard to cope, how we take care of ourselves and others, how we model that for our children. You know, my family is a military family. My kids will inevitably go to multiple schools before they're in high school. They'll live in multiple states, multiple homes, and face a lot of change. There are families that are struggling to get by, that by nature of their situation move often, sometimes aren't sure where their next meal is coming from. There are families who, because of jobs, move or have a partner who's away for a portion of the year. There are frontline workers who may be staying away from home right now for safety reasons or working long shifts. There's chaos. There's uncertainty. But the really cool thing about this is amongst that, we have the gift and the power to create stability, a sense of normalcy and belonging within all of this. And I know you're in the midst of everything going on, that that might sound silly, that a tradition can do all of that. But it can. It's so cool. I'm going to break this down into a whole series to come, um, rituals, rhythms, routines, and what it means for our children, what it means for our households and our family bonds. There is good science on this. How it gives children a foundation for development, for language skills, for belonging, for understanding where they belong culturally, for having something to lean upon when things are chaotic, a sense of security. There's a whole slew of research out there for children with higher needs who that a sense of stability can do wonders in helping them thrive. And something simple as a consistent routine, a consistent good night song, a secret handshake, 
the way you wake them up in the morning, a daily prayer, a meditation. If you can, sitting around a table for a meal, very simple things that can create that for children, for our families. So when you feel like nobody cares about the special pancake breakfast or the same books you read year after year, or the songs you sing, matching pajamas, or taking a moment to stop and light the candle together. Know that you are making more of a difference than you know. That you are creating magic that will impact a lifetime. I say it not to be a weight or a burden, but to know that the simpler it is, the more impactful it can even be. To give you hope and encouragement that in very simple ways, you can create these magic memories. Magic memories are by definition simple, rooted in values, anchored by the senses of smell, taste, sound. And then to turn a memory into a tradition, repeat. That's all. We can all have a December full of magic, no matter what else is going on. Thank you for listening. We are ready to grow and have some awesome interviews lined up in the new year, but we need your help. Please share this episode and tag me on social media so I can see it. My kiddos will pick a few of you and a cup of coffee is on me for helping us grow. Happy holidays, friends. We wish you a season full of love and light.